0: and blessings, love, and light. And welcome to this edition of the How Now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I'm a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You, LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. And if this is your first time joining the How Now podcast, welcome. You are now part of the How Now podcast family. So please go over to my website, www.hownowpodcast.com, pick your favorite podcast platform, and like follow, and subscribe. You can also scroll to the bottom of the page where you'll see the banner for this week's show, and it will take you to the YouTube channel for the How Now podcast, where you can like, follow, share, and subscribe there as well, and catch up on some of the shows you may have missed. So again, that is www.hownowpodcast.com. Okay, so welcome to this edition of the show where we will be talking about being a revolution. Ooh. OK, your journey to self-love, you know, the one of the greatest relationships that we can have is a relationship with ourselves. And as we're going into the holiday season, we know that, you know, there are some challenges there. There's depression. There is anxiety. There are a lot of emotions that come into play. And one way that we can self-regulate, one way that we can, you know, be more at peace is to begin that love affair with ourselves, to really sit with ourselves and to determine what we need to do to be the best versions of ourselves. And it starts with self-love. And here to help me talk all about things that are self-love related is my beautiful, beautiful guest. And as it's customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have her to introduce herself at this time.
1: Well, thank you for that lovely introduction, Ms. Kim. I appreciate it. My name is Jenna Banks and I am a speaker, an author, and a social impact entrepreneur. And my mission is to help others, especially women, learn how to fall in love with themselves and prioritize themselves.
0: Yes, yes, because it's all about making sure that we put ourselves first. That's yeah, right. we always hear so many of the, of the, uh you know, cliches where, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, but it's true. We can't, we have to make sure that we're filling ourselves, I believe to a point of overflow So that way. We're not only giving of ourselves, we have, we we can give to others, but still have something left for ourselves so that we can celebrate together. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's so, right. That's huge. Yeah. Amazing. I
1: have a different metaphor, actually, if you don't mind, I'll share it with you. I, I, you know, I don't really relate well to the empty cup or, I mean, I I can see it, but it feels like it's outside of myself. So I like to talk about it in the framework of a power container. So imagine that you have a power container. We all, we all understand that word power, like energy, right? Mm -hmm. And And it rests in your soul area. And when it's filled up or charged up, as I like to say, you feel on top of the world. You can feel like you can take on any challenge or project. You know, you know, when you're charged up because you're magnetic, when you get out in the world, you go to the grocery store, strangers start talking to you out of nowhere. People just want to get to know you. You know what that feels like when you're charged up but we also know what it feels like when we're drained or depleted, like our cell phone, right? right. Things don't start functioning as well. Suddenly you're pessimistic, you're moody, you're crabby at others. Um, I tend to get resentful toward others. And a lot of times we don't connect the dots, right? We don't connect the dots and that when we're low on energy, low on power, that we start to look to others to charge us up. We're looking for a charge somewhere. Right. And we just start you know, lashing out at people um, thinking, oh, you're doing this and you're doing that. No, actually what I found is if you take the time to go spend time charging up, practicing self-care and giving yourself some love and attention, your own love and attention Mm -hmm. that we start to recharge and all of that stuff goes away and you're back to to feeling great again. And it has nothing to do with anyone else. At the end of the day, it comes down to you spending time with yourself, you giving yourself what you need, your own care, your own love Mm -hmm. and attention on a regular basis. And unfortunately, especially as women, we have been raised not to prioritize that. We have this programming that runs in our mind that it's selfish to put our needs first. But like you mentioned earlier, you know, when we are full or charged up, we have so much more to give. We can give to others from that overflow. So yes, absolutely.
0: I love that. I love that metaphor. And it is, it's, it's so important for us you know, and I love that metaphor that you use uh, saying that it is like a cell phone. Uh, you know, there, there is a battery that's inside of us mm-hmm. and that, that energy that is inside of us, that source that's inside of us, that definitely needs to be recharged. And like I said, we, once once you plug into that, it 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 is from within that that power is restored. So I love mm-hmm. that you say that too. I love that you call it a power container because that's what we are. Yeah. Containers. We, we, we have the ability to, to recharge ourselves and it does, it comes from within Mm -hmm. and it's so important that we remember that. And so, Mm -hmm. so I I love that analogy and, and that's what we definitely need to do. We definitely need to, to power up that that way we're, we're, you know, tapping into that resource because if it is external, it's like you said, when it's not there or when it's depleted out there, where does it, where else can mm-hmm. we come? Where does it come from? Mm-hmm. It to come from inside, so you gotta it.
1: stop what you're doing and go take time to recharge. When mm-hmm. I notice I'll catch myself now, if I'm starting to be moving moody or um not pleasant to be around. Uh, and, and I, and I start to want to look to others like, Oh, as the source of the issue, I have to stop and realize it's not them. It's me. I just need to go. I'm I'm not taking the time I need for myself. And that's my indication for that. So it just like you plug in a, a cell phone, I find that you really need to plug yourself in every single day, even if it's just as simple as You know, taking 15 minutes in the morning to journal and connect with yourself like that or pray, right? Or meditate um, to do just some little things that you enjoy doing every single day. Make that time for you because again, it's not selfish. Everyone benefits when you're fully charged up. They get the good side of you, the happy you, the loving you, the energized you. They're going to be better off if you take that time to charge up.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and 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 I think that ties in or uh, what it does is it makes me think of, you know, when sometimes we have to tell people no.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Mm-hmm. And some people, like, oh, I can't tell them no. And I find it so much easier to say to someone if there's something that I can't do, I say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not able to do that because I want to give you the best. Mm-hmm. And right now, if I say yes, it won't be my best effort. So I'll have to say no. And and people tend to understand that a little more. They're like, oh wow. You know, she's wanting to to do it, you know, in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And she's telling me that right now she's not going to be able to do that. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a level of respect that comes with that too. They're like, oh, okay, I get it. You yeah. know, it's not you just saying no, you're you're saying that, you know, if if I want to do this and, and I want you to have the the best version of me or the best, you know, efforts made, you know, I'm not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, that's okay. and it's okay to say that. That's so, right. I'm
1: glad you brought that up. Saying no is really important and saying yes to yourself It's saying, mm-hmm. I need to take care of me right now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You're yeah. Not,
0: and, and you're not, and you're not creating, like you said, that animosity or that anger towards someone, or, or you're not placing blame on that person. We're looking from within and, and I absolutely, yeah. absolutely love that. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that were going on prior to the pandemic happening in, you know, in, in things that you were doing. And then some of the pivots that you have had to make since the Mm pandemic.
1: I had an interesting situation, unlike probably most of your listeners in that, um, I had a business I started in 2012 Mm -hmm. and I sold it in at the very tail end of 2019, right before the pandemic hit. So I was already pivoting. Um, I sold, I had the opportunity to sell it. I ended up selling it for half a million dollars. So I wasn't going to say no to that. Right. And I thought if, you know, God, the universe is going to give me this opportunity, this means that I'm supposed to do something more in my career. And so I took that time when the pandemic hit to really, uh, just contemplate things. I already knew I wanted to write the book that I, I've already I published this year, earlier this year. But um, so it gave me the opportunity to, to have the space and the time and the alone time, right? Yes. The yeah. alone time to actually get it written. Um, but, you know, I actually end up, I, so I wasn't working. Um, I was learning. I had my learning hat on but i was also doing a lot of healing kim i was um i had been in a, a toxic relationship and we broke up during the pandemic unfortunately i think the pandemic broke a lot of yeah. bad relationships up because you had to really face what you were dealing with right. uh, at that time everyone's home together and there's no escaping it so right. <laughs> um so i had that epiphany and we we went our separate ways but then you know, I had to take that time to reflect on what got me in that situation in the first place, why I had been in these patterns. It really was a huge mirror for me. And I was able to go on some pretty intense healing um, through that process and learned a lot about myself um, and just got more connected with me. And so I needed that time and space for that. And then, like I said, to go ahead and write the book, which it was, I was going through that at the same time uh, I started writing the book. So um, I share some of that in the book as well. Um, and so, yeah, when I, when I came out of that, I had a whole new, whole new career and whole new
0: direction. Yes. Yes. And I'm sure, you know, it, it I'm sure it was kind of a purging.
1: It was. Know, yeah. And
0: purging, and, and at the same time, a cleansing. Yeah. You know, big time. Being able to release those things. And, and that's something that I think is a is a good starting point when we start talking about falling in that love affair with ourselves. First say, you know, taking responsibility for our part in the things that are going on and, and not looking to place blame, but to say, okay, what have I learned from this? Yeah. And, and, and how can I grow in this process? And so I'm sure that, you know, being able to to write. Was therapeutic. Oh,
1: yes. And, <laughs> you know,
0: like you said, it really helped to to give you a perspective and to find the words because yeah. sometimes that's a difficult thing too finding the words to describe what it is that you're feeling or what it is that you're you're going through. And some of us feel limited in 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 our ability to express ourselves.
1: Well, that is why I'm a big advocate for journaling. You know, that I started journaling when I started getting prepared to write the book because I'd never written anything like that before. I'd, I'd written plenty of business website, you know, blogs and things like that, but emails, lots of emails, <laughs>
0: <Really>? <laughs> lots
1: of procedures and policies and even mm-hmm. board game rules, but never written a book. So I thought, well, where do I start? And I, I read somewhere that if you just start writing in your journal, three pages a day and don't don't second guess, don't edit, What you write, just let it flow, anything, anything. And so I got into that habit, and that's where I established my journaling practice. Now, I'll tell you, most of what I wrote didn't end up in the book because some of that was just, like you said, therapeutic and just writing it. But I'll tell you, it it really helped me connect even deeper with myself and, and get a lot of those things out that I, I didn't have words for previously. So, um so if anyone listening now doesn't have a journaling practice, I highly recommend it. I mean, really it's, it's, you know, what got me started is thinking, oh, three pages, 15 minutes, not a big deal. And it really isn't a big deal. And you think, yeah, I can start it and and see how it goes. And pretty soon you you get used to the good feeling of being able to put words to your feelings. And you'll find that surprisingly, you work out a lot of your problems. Um, You don't take it out on people because you can self-reflect and you realize that, hmm, maybe this is my own my own problem.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Once you put them on the paper, you know, yeah. the good thing about journaling is you can put it on the paper and say what you want to say. And if it's not quite, you know, <laughs> where you want to be, you can toss that piece of paper, you can burn it, Throw it in the trash. And you don't have to worry about that's it. Right, that's once right. the words are out of your mouth and you said it to somebody, it sticks. That's you right. Reel them back in. It's not like Can't the words on a on a you know fishing rod you can just reel it back in. Say mm-hmm. <laughs> no, or like you see on on those uh you know the the little uh Facebook things where people are like they go to type something in and they like. No, we, we have to be able to, to express ourselves and be able to gauge what it is that we're expressing so that we're like, okay, no, maybe that was a bit too much. Okay, wait a minute. Maybe that wasn't enough. And, and I love that. I love that idea of journaling. It's so important. To be able to express ourselves.
1: Yeah. You know, even that relationship I mentioned, I had, I broke up with the the gentleman during the pandemic, you know, here, I thought it was him, all him, but come to find out it was, it was me, not that I was doing anything wrong, but I had to heal the parts of me that were accepting those things for so long. Mm-hmm. or accepting that treatment or accepting that behavior or just attracting that type of individual in the first place and not valuing myself enough and not having enough self-worth, which really comes back to self-love, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. you can't blame the person in the end. I was the one who let this in. I was the one who attracted it and I was the one who fed into it and, uh, and didn't and once you once you grow your self-worth, your self-esteem, your self-confidence mm-hmm. and all that, you realize, oh, I, I will never allow that again.
0: Right. 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 And I I love that you say that because it it is, it's important for us to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. You hear that? That's, that, that's one of the buzzwords of the day. We're hearing that set boundaries, 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 you know, you have to, you know, give people some, some parameters as to how they're going to treat you. Yeah. how 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 you wish to be addressed how you wish to to be spoken to how you know uh, yeah. and, and and it's a matter of giving people permission to do certain things and once we do that you know it kind of opens the door and it's not saying that that people are not gaslighters and that's another mm. term that we hear there are people out there who will turn the tables and and make it appear to be your fault But so, so there's, there's a lot that comes with it, you know? Well,
1: boundaries can also be you saying, you know what? You don't need to be in my space as well, Right. right? Right. I mean, if they're not at the end of the day, self-love is making sure you're in situations that bring you peace and joy and happiness and light you up. And if any relationship isn't doing that for you, and it only serves to be the opposite for you, you can just mosey on out, you know, and just, uh, that's it. And it really doesn't matter who you are, right. And what relation they are to you. Nobody has a right to treat you badly. Right. Nobody. Right. And you have the right to have your boundaries of your, of your space. And right. you know what, if, if, if they don't believe it's a privilege to be in your life, then they don't need to be in your life.
0: Right. Right. That toxicity is real. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's something that, you know, a, a lot of people, like you said, during this pandemic time and, 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 sitting with people, not only were you sitting with yourself, you were sitting with that other individual and then saying, you know, I thought I liked this person, but eh, not so much. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you start saying that, you know, you can't do it with your children, of course, but you're just like, oh, you know, I may not like some of the things that you're doing. So let's, let's talk about some of those things. So, you know, it puts us in a space of, of, you know, self-actualization. Yes, you know, it does. And, and saying, okay, th- this is, this is who I am. and And what are some things that, that I like? And what are some things that, that are a hard no for me? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's really starting to understand those things, you know, and and it can happen in different seasons in your life. I think about myself, I, you know, I, uh, have a daughter who passed away 13 years ago and, and, you know, when I lost her, I was also going through a divorce and I was also empty nesting. So a lot was going on during that time. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you you say, okay, well, what's, what's happening. And and when things finally started to quote unquote, normalize, everyone had gone back to their respective homes and, and everyone was gone. I was left to sit with myself and say, okay, so, you know, now what do I do? And I had someone ask me, they said, well, you know, now that you're single and you've empty nested and you know, we're, we're sorry that you've lost your, your daughter. They were like, um. So what do you like to do? What are you going to do? And Mm. I didn't have any answer.
1: Yeah. A lot of people are in that position though. A lot of people. I had
0: no idea what to do Mm. with myself. Yeah. People who empty nested, their children have gone off to college. And then you see people living vicariously through their children because they don't let go Yeah, because they don't know anything about themselves. That's right. Yeah. You know, and especially as women, we do that because we we've been so defined by the roles that we play. Yeah, in 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 everyone's life, that when those roles are no longer as active as they were, we don't know how to proceed. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, but we had goals and dreams and aspirations before we had children. Yeah, you know, and then now it's like, okay, so now what do I do? Yeah, and and it's a matter of discovering. Okay, wh- where do I go from here? What do I like? Do I what do
1: I, do I enjoy? What do I want to do? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I find that as mothers, especially, it's very easy to wrap our sense of identity and Mm self-worth into our children and their lives and how they turn out. Right. I went through a big epiphany in that area and I I wrote about it in my book. Uh, It was hard to share, honestly, because it was such a tough time in my life. Um, I don't want to equate my situation to your situation because I can't even imagine what it's like to lose a young daughter like that. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of going through all that you were going through. So I can't even imagine, but my son had, um, he he was in college. So he was already out of the house. I had moved across the country, broken up with my boyfriend. So it, it, similarly, I went through a lot of trauma. And then all of a sudden, a week after all that change, my son goes to a a big music festival and he calls me up on his way home. And I could not, I couldn't recognize this person. He seemed to be on drugs. Um, He did admit to doing it. And I thought, okay, maybe he'll, you know, it'll be fine in a couple of days, but guess what? Things never changed. And he got worse and worse. He ended up um, having a mental break. He became psychotic. Wow. Um, over it took many months for them to come up with a diagnosis, but he ended up in the hospital for a week, out of control, body movements, wow. and um he eventually got the diagnosis of psychosis and then uh, the Medicaid, you know, they were able to medicate him and he started at least being able to function, right. but he never returned to the way he was before. And you know, I was so wrapped up. I had done my best as a mom, right? You get your kids off to college, you right. give them every opportunity, send them to all the sports and the gymnastics and the whatever. And uh, you think, okay, great. I did a good job. He's off to a good start in life. And then this happens and all of that is taken away. All of it's taken away. He drops out of school, loses his job, doesn't stop caring about his appearance and hygiene. He's two steps away from being homeless. And you think, my God. So I had to go through another huge awakening during that time and realize that, you know, the situation was taking me down too, Right. right? Because as a mother, we wrap so much of our identity up in our children. Right. And yet I knew, you know, I had so much to do in this world. I had so many ambitions. Mm -hmm. I, I, I couldn't go down like this. And I also started remembering my observations about mom guilt and worry growing up with my grandmother, who was so wrapped up in all of that, I kind of ruled her life, guilt and worry, guilt and worry. Now, my grandmother was a Jewish grandma. Uh, that Jewish grandma guilt, mom guilt is real. (laughs) Let me tell you. But um, so I saw all of that and, and I saw how it ate her up and it would put her in depressions and anxiety. And, and she went through this all of her life up until she almost until she died at the age of 96. And I thought, I am not going to live my life like that. It's a waste of a human life. We, as women, are worth more than that our lives are worth living to the fullest to be charged up fully and i had to realize that my son's life is not my life i'm his mother i did my best but now i love how your show is about being in the now being in the now was accepting what is it just is right no judgment not bad or good or right or wrong it is
0: is.
1: and when we can accept it and just let it be what it is without judgment without guilt without worry without shame right
0: that's right
1: then you can just let that be and that's what i did is i lived in the now and i thought you know his life is what it is now this is his new normal right and I have to accept it. Right. And you know what? He ends up getting on disability. He gets free health care from the state of California. And I could have chosen to again be wrapped up in my identity and his life situation. Like, oh, now I have to bleed myself dry trying to give him some life that I wanted for him. Right. No, 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 no. No, I had to stop all of that and just let him be with that. And you know what? To this day, He's still on disability and still on Medicaid, health care, gov- government, health care. And you know what? He's doing fine. He's doing great. He's back in school studying, you know, what was it? Seven years after the incident. Um, he has a part-time job working in retail. You know, he gets by, he has a roof over his head. He shops at Whole Foods. He buys eight dollar chocolate bars that I won't even buy. So (laughs) I'm like, honey, why are you getting Starbucks? Can't you just make coffee at home? (laughs)
0: Right, right, right. My cheapness will not allow me. No right. (laughs) but you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, have to. We have to know our value and our worth, and -hmm. know that our life is worth living. Yeah, it is. a, a, A big portion of 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 how I I cope and deal with, uh, you know, the loss of, of, of my daughter is that, you know, I live for those who are still here. Yeah, exactly. You know, my, my oldest daughter lost her only sibling, you know, mm-hmm. and my parents lost their, you know, one of their three granddaughters. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it was a challenge for, for everyone involved and I could not lay down with her. Yes, exactly. You know, I had to give her back to the source that gave her to me. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So, you know, it's a matter. Of, it's mindset and perspective. It is. And, and, and being able to realize that, you know, in in living in this now and moving and navigating in this space, you know, there, there is a freedom that comes with that. Yeah. You don't forget you know, you honor and, and you cherish and, and and you, you know, remember those things that were. Yep. And then you begin to to start thinking about what is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we can celebrate and, and we can think about those things fondly that were. Yeah. But what, what is happening now? We don't want to miss what's happening now because that's going to be another memory.
1: Exactly. Oh my goodness. That's so beautiful. You know, uh, one of my favorite books in the whole world was written by Deepak Chopra uh-huh. and it's called the seven spiritual laws of success. And, um, in it, he says something like, uh, you, the, you, everything is as it should be. The universe is exactly as it should be. So if you struggle against this moment, you are struggling against the entire universe. Everything is exactly as it should be. And I love that. It just, it is like there, every little thing that happened, there's a reason for everything. Right. And so we just, it's just, if we can move to a place of acceptance yes. versus struggle,
0: Yes,
1: it's a much more peaceful, joyous, exuberant yes. place to live yes. because you're right. It's all about perspective. It's all
0: about perspective. And we have to be able to function and live in in that space and, and, and let things happen as they do and, and be cognizant of of those things, knowing that, okay, something is going on and, and, and I feel this particular way about it. And, and I'm going to let that, that emotion flow through me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to act negatively on it, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to acknowledge it. Yeah. It's like, we want to be acknowledged. You know, we, we hear another big buzzword that we're hearing a lot of is empathy. Mm-hmm. We're not discounting how someone feels about something, you know, we're, 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 we you know, saying that, you know, I am sorry that you had the experience that you had, had, but I'm not discounting that you had it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, oh, you're being extra. You're doing right. the most, you know, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. saying that, but what I'm saying is, okay. I, I acknowledge Knowledge. that mm-hmm. you had That you had the experience that you had. Yeah. You know, and and what can I do to help you Mm -hmm. to move beyond that?
1: I love how you mentioned letting yourself feel it, but not acting on that. I think that's really important because it is important to let ourselves feel it. The opposite of that is self-medicating and repressing. And unfortunately, you know, there's this toxic male type of situation in our, in our current society mm-hmm. where men have to bottle up their emotions. Unfortunately, and they don't even know what they feel. There's so many men walking around there who have no clue how they feel. And uh, that's toxic for us. Like if we can just feel it, not attach anything to it, not try to make a new story out of it and keep it going and lingering that actually is is good for us, right? Just let it flow, let it be, let it f- feel it so we can move on from it. If mm-hmm. you don't allow yourself to feel it, it's gonna be there, it's gonna stay there until eventually you do let that emotion flow through you. So there's no escaping it.
0: Right, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. Might as
1: well just let it be in the moment, let it mm-hmm. be what it is, but uh, it. Yeah, not, yeah. Not get
0: caught in the vacuum. Yeah. Because that's what happens too. We get caught in that vacuum and, and we stay there and we vacillate and, and it's like, why, why are we doing this? Why are we not able to move on from it? And right. Helping us if we can't see what's on the other side. Exactly. So, you know,
1: and then we attach new stories to it too, right? Mm-hmm. We just, Oh, we want to miser- commiserate in the pain, pain yes. loves the misery. So then you start attaching new stories to that pain. And it just. Keeps on living,
0: <laughs> right. right? And you go, thank you, social media, for just keeping it alive forever yeah. and bringing it up as a memory yeah. <laughs> the following year and years to come. And You're just like, really, we're still on this. I thought we were past it. And yeah, so, you know, we have to get to that space, like you said, where we can de- detach from it. You know, have the, the feeling, mm-hmm. go through what it is that 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 we're we're feeling, so that that way we can release it mm-hmm. and then be able to move on from that. Okay, so now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I've, I've 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 felt that in that moment. Mm-hmm. and now I'm okay. So mm-hmm. now what am I going to do moving forward? And so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that it's it's a revolution that we're creating for ourselves Yeah. in the form of self-love. So what are some things that that, uh, you know, people can start to do. I know we, we spoke about the journaling, Mm
1: -hmm. being
0: able to write, what are some other things that people can start to do to begin that revolution of self love?
1: Well, you know, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but boundaries are a part of self love. As I talk about in the book, my book, I, I love me more is what it's titled. Um, that was a big one for me because boundaries are really there to protect your energy. Right, like we, um, and they're also there to protect you from you. Sometimes, you know, we need boundaries in all kinds of different ways. Yes. Boundaries for our emotions, boundaries for our thoughts, boundaries for the things we allow ourselves to get into or not to get into. I have boundaries for myself, yes. out of self love, right? Because I I care about my well being and I make mm. sure that I I don't get myself into things that I know aren't good for me. But um, boundaries are tough when we have been raised to be people pleasers. And, uh, you know, so that, that is especially nice girl syndrome. I don't know if you've ever heard of that term. I, I might've coined it. I'm not sure I've been using it. Um, I call it nice girl syndrome because I think so many of us women have been raised with that. Now I've also met guys who've been raised with nice guy syndrome, mm-hmm. but I think more often than not, it's the women that suffer from this. And what I mean by that is that we've been raised to be nice, smile, put on that smile and be nice and not really say how we're truly feeling, mm-hmm. even when someone does something to cross a boundary. And in fact, we've gotten so used to doing that since we were young girls, that we sometimes don't even understand when a boundary is being crossed. We have got so used to feeling that happen when someone crosses a boundary. And our parents are like, no, 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 no. You're being bad. You're being a bad girl. Knock it off. Be nice. That's your cousin. That's your uncle, whatever. Like, right. you know, we don't talk to people like that. And so we got used to going, well, Ooh, okay. What I feel doesn't matter. Right. right. We need to take care of other people's feelings. And then, you know, we talked about wrapping our identity up in things. We wrapped an identity up in taking care of other people's feelings, right? You can call it being empathetic or whatever you, you like, but um we create identities out of these things. And then that's really hard to get rid of because we think it's part of who we are. It's our identity, but we don't realize we've been conditioned and programmed this way. And just like we didn't have a we didn't have a choice when we were programmed with this But when you can start to, as an adult realize, Oh, I actually, I have a choice, right? Right. I can choose to honor myself first and make that my priority that takes time. So I talk about boundaries because that's one of the toughest one. It can take years to undo that conditioning and programming the nice girl conditioning. Um, because we think, oh, I want to be the nice person. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a reflux. It's a habit, yeah. but I like to reframe it like this. I'm not being mean. I'm being nice to myself. That's it. Self-love. I am being nice to myself, kind to myself, compassionate to myself. If someone is doing something to make me feel uneasy or offends me or diminishes me, or devalues me, mm-hmm. I owe it to myself to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe the, the only thing you can do at the moment, uh, the most courageous thing you might be able to do is walk away mm-hmm. or say, you know what, I need some space right now or something. At some point though, over time, you can get good enough at it to say, excuse me, actually, I was just in recently in a situation where I was bold enough to be able to say, you know, Excuse me. I don't like you saying I'm not entitled to have an opinion. That's not cool. I give you all the space in the world to have opinion, but you're going to now judge me for having an opinion. That's right. not okay. Right. That's not a two way friendship. I'm not all right with that. Right. And so to be able to, in the moment, tune right. into how you're feeling and stand up for yourself, it takes a lot of work, but when you can get there, it feels great. But you know, in the beginning, it's super uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. that is a big one. It's just, I, I, I know it's a term that's going around right now, but it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to really do the inner work required to Mm -hmm. get good at even just tuning into the boundaries, let alone learning how to properly set them in a way that, you know, doesn't make you the mean person or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to be that. You can just, uh, you know, pe- it, it's a change people have to get used to. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. It's just like good
0: exercise. you're exercising that muscle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's yeah. required, and, and the only way that it's going to get stronger is if you use it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd
0: love that you say that because it is, it, it is something that, that, doesn't just happen instantly. like you said, it become just like it became a habit for us to do the things that we're doing and to think the way that we're thinking it's going to take time for us to reverse that and the effects of it, you That's know, right. but we have to be consistent.
1: Mm-hmm. We have to
0: be consistent. Let me
1: tell you what happens though. The nice side effect is you get respect, you get respect and your value increases for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that value gets reflected in the outside world. That's it. Now you're treated more valuably. You get more you get raises at work. People mm-hmm. value your time. You get treated differently. It's but it starts with you. That's why self-love is so important. Everything really is a reflection of what comes from you. Yeah. So it starts with you and how you treat yourself.
0: Yeah. Cuz that gives people permission to to see how how they are to treat you, and they'll follow you. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. absolutely love that. I love mm-hmm. that because it's 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 so true, and I've seen it evidenced in in my own life. When you walk in, and people are just like, "Who is that?" Because you have a presence, you yeah, have an energy. You have something yeah, like it. you said that that power container, mm-hmm. yes, that draws people to you. And people just come and they start talking to you. You're just like, what in the world did I do? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's how you carry yourself. And 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 it, it's an aura. It is, yeah. It's almost like people see a light around you and they're drawn to it. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Who is that? And I need to know who that is. Or I need to go over and they feel compelled to come and speak to you. Mm-hmm. Because there's something about your energy. There's something about that inner glow, that peace that you have that, that people are drawn to.
1: I love that you said that inner glow. It's, it's, again, I go back to the power container analogy. It really is perfect for this because you're, you know, when you charge yourself up, I say we charge up through self-care and we stop the drains of our power through self-love. So self-care and self-love are also very different. And I I want to make sure we have time for this. We do. So I'll hit on that a little bit, um, because I think it's really important to understand the difference between self-care and self-love. I think they get used interchangeably, but they're really not quite the same, although they, they do go hand in hand, but I think I like to think of self-care as charging up and self-love as stopping the drain. So remember how I talked about boundaries, protecting our Mm -hmm. energy, so that would be a drain if we're not protecting our energy, right? So let's say we let our boundary get crossed. We don't stand up for ourselves. That feeling that we feel when a boundary gets crossed, we just let it happen. Eh, power gets drained. Mm-hmm. What? How do you feel when that happens? You feel low on energy. You feel mm-hmm. depleted. You feel resentful right? You yeah. feel those feelings that come when your energy is drained from you, but you're letting it happen, which is why it's really important to get good at these things like protecting our boundaries because it protects your power container from leakages. Right. It protects the drains. And so um, charging up. I like to charge up through self-care. So I mentioned journaling, for example, just spending that time, it's things we do for ourselves. It's yeah. that time we spend with ourselves. And it looks different for everybody, right? Like I like to go get a foot massage more than a back massage. Mm-hmm. That for me is just, oh, I will charge up over that. You know, some people like getting their nails done. Yeah. And my boyfriend loves getting a pedicure. It's so like, he feels like it's self-care. I love that. Yeah. You know, it's for me, it's more of a, I have to, I need to do it. But for him, he's like, oh, this is self-care and it charges them up. He really needs to spend time, you know, that time in the morning doing his own journaling. He gets a major charge from it but not everyone, you know, gets the same kind of charge. I like to go for a walk on a on a sunny day. If I look out my window and I see it's a beautiful day, I need to get off the computer and go for a walk, put on my earbuds, listen to some music. That does it for me. But that mm-hmm. doesn't do it for everyone. So, with that self-care, you could think of it more of like an external thing, like outside your body, yeah. the self-care. It's, uh, you know, the little things that you can do that are simple, easy, that get you charged up, or it might be taking a vacation, mm-hmm. you know, which is something a little more extensive, that self-care, going to the spa, something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not like the the deeper stuff, like going on a healing journey or protecting your boundaries or, you know, the yeah. internal work I, is more uh, self-love is that's the way I refer to it. So, um, so yeah, doing the things that charge you up, self-care is one of them. Another thing uh, I would like to recommend is to charge up is to celebrate your wins, yeah. pat yourself on the back throughout the day. It's really important because if you stop and think about it, most of that inner self talk that goes on throughout our day is negative, right. right? It's us beating ourselves up for what we didn't do. It's getting mad when we don't do something perfectly You know, mad at ourselves, right? Talking badly to ourselves. I, I tell you, I I love playing tennis, and I, I can't even tell you how many times women will be just yelling at themselves. It gets really bad. It's embarrassing, really, and uh, you know. But that's the internal dialogue coming out through a game, you know, verbalized which is the stuff that goes on inside the head. And it's really unfortunate because we've, again, been conditioned or programmed to believe that that keeps us in line or keeps us motivated or keeps us doing a good job. But come on, if you really had a person outside of you, let's say a, a manager speaking uh-huh. to you, like you speak to yourself,
0: mm. would
1: you feel good? <laughs>
0: right.
1: Would you right. feel motivated? <laughs> no, And and so why do we allow ourselves to talk to ourselves like that, it only serves to drain us. So to charge us up, we need to be doing the opposite. We need to be talking positively about ourselves. So one way to do that is to look for the little things that we do through the day that we are proud of. And it could be very simple, like um, getting all your emails sent out of your inbox. You know, that's for me, that's an accomplishment. If I don't have any unread messages at the end of the day, and I've responded to everyone, I, I go, you know, Good job, Jada. You did that,
0: That's you know, but, but if, if you do little so, wins.
1: Yeah, the little wins, it's mm-hmm. the little wins because then it gets you in the habit. Then of course, when you have the big wins, absolutely. But then you should do something a little bigger, like go out to dinner, you know, or break open a bottle of champagne and do a toast, you know, really take a moment to recognize it, feel good about it, appreciate it. Cause it really does charge up your power container, mm-hmm. builds up your confidence, builds up your self-esteem, makes you feel good about yourself. And we need to be doing more of that, yes. not less of that, more of that.
0: Yes. Like you said, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It is a mindset. And hopefully, you know, we, we're able to, to get ourselves to that space of of understanding of being able to be comfortable sitting with ourselves Mm -hmm. and there is so much that goes into it but but what I I definitely want our listeners to understand is that it's it's a process it's not something that happens overnight you know we're always looking for the microwave solution where we just pop it in and yeah and and, and we get and that's not that's not how we develop or how we grow you know it takes time we have to build we have to you know, start looking at the things that are going on around us and and saying, okay, I know that I want to do something better. I know that I need something more, and begin to start searching for those things that that are going to help to strengthen us from the inside out. So mm-hmm. that way, like you said, we're we're able to exude those things. We're able to to have that light shine from us, but we have to first be able to to take it in. So That's I love right. that you've given those those tips and and tricks and things that we need to do that are going to help us to to be you know, the best person that we can be, you know, and and like I said, as these holidays are coming up, as, as we're looking to, to move into a new year, you know, start, start focusing in on some things that are going to, to bring us that joy, to bring us that satisfaction, that's going to bring us that inner peace, you know, what are some things that we have to release, you know, it's, it's the fall season. So, you know, always say just like leaves fall from the trees, you know, what things need to fall away. Yeah. I love that. What things need to fall away so that it makes room for those new buds to grow? Those that's right, in our lives to grow. So
1: I love but- that you said that because if you allow things to fall away, including those situations where you know you have, if you set boundaries and people don't want to deal with them and they're toxic in your life or whatever, it's okay to let it fall away because you do make room for you know new relationships that are going to serve you better but if you don't you don't have room for that if you have all these toxic people around who aren't lifting you up and only mm-hmm. serving to tear you down and and bring you negativity it's like you got to let that go so you could bring in new positive energy into your life.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. And with that, I want to make sure that, you know, as we come to a close, cause I know we're, we're running low on time, but I want to give people an opportunity to know how they can reach, reach you if they are interested in your programs and want to know where they can get a copy of your book. And the mm. name of the book is I love me more. And uh, we definitely want them to be able to connect with that. So how can they get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking. It's really mm-hmm. easy. Just stop by my website, jenna-banks.com. And there you'll find links to all my social media. I'm active on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, even LinkedIn—very active oh, there actually. Yes, yes. And uh, you'll find links to my book, which is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all at Target, all that good stuff, awesome. um, all through my website. So Jenna-Banks.com.
0: All right, you heard it here. And also, one last thing, I always ask all of my guests: What are some things that you are doing to live in this now? Hmm.
1: Well, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but just complete acceptance, Mm. just acceptance, no judgment. I've been working on that for a while and I feel like I've got it, I've got it. And it feels so good to live in that place because, you know, there is judgment is a human condition, Yes, right? Wrong, good, bad. You know, it just is. It just is. Everything is exactly as it should be. And if you can just be in the moment and accept it for what it is, it just is. It is exactly how it's supposed to be. There's nothing wrong with it. Even when bad things seem to happen, things don't go your way. Don't resist it, you know, just accept it, fully accept it. No judgment. And that will bring you so much peace and joy. I
0: promise you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for taking time to sit with us, to talk about that revolution, to talk about how we can begin the process of self-love and giving us some some tips that we can use along the way, you know, because it's all about filling that toolbox so that we have the tools that we need in order to to resolve the issues that are going on in our lives. And so I appreciate you taking time to do that. And again, once a a person who uh, is here on our show uh, comes by and visit, you're always welcome to come back. So you are part of the How Now family and we're excited to have you. And, uh, again, if you are interested in finding out about her book, are you interested in finding out all things Jenna banks, go to wwwjenna bankscom And, uh, that will be in the description when the show airs. So again, thank you so much for being with us, Jenna. And we thank you for having me to having you back and to also, you know, wishing you well and all that you're doing moving forward with your book and all of your other endeavors again. So thanks again. Thank (laughs) you so much. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And that will do it for this edition of the how now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you the next time, I say peace.